to slather it on, and that will really enhance your experience. Caliente, Steve, caliente. It's a blessing and a problem. Here he is, the sage of Tampa Bay Sports, the Baron of Big Storm Beer, Mr. Bill Curry Ford himself, the king of Newport Ritchie, Uncle Ira, the custodian of Canton, Ira Kaufman. We got our quickie podcast going, Ira. We're excited about this. I know you're packing your underwear, your undershirts, uh, your lucky socks, uh, your fancy clothes as you are heading out to Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine for the first time since 2016. We'll be excited to uh, talk to all kinds of important Bucks types out there and some other people, some non-important people. We'll have a lot of fun. And I rep all the fun here on the podcast always is presented by Bill Curry Ford. Zero, zero, zero. That's what you need to remember. Zero percent financing, zero down payment, zero payments for a chunk of months. Get to BillCurryFord.com today and check out all the offers. And there are other offers, too. We could sit here for a long time and talk about all the specials. Check them out. The President's Day sale with the 0% financing runs all the way through the end of February. Bill Curry Ford is the home of the Nationwide Lifetime Warranty on all new vehicles. Sean Sullivan, the general manager, he'll give you $500 just to order a new vehicle through their concierge ordering service online. Great uh, gift card there. And Sean will help you personally. Just reach out, email, uh, walk into the dealership, the beautiful giant. It's the biggest, baddest, most modern dealership you've ever seen after their tens of millions of dollars of uh, redoing that thing over the last couple of years. It is incredible. The service is incredible. Family owned makes a difference. BillCurryFord.com. And uh, Sage, you know, those uh, great words that you delivered about Florida's elite restoration in the last podcast. I'm just going to let everybody hear him record it right now because it was just so heartfelt, Sage. By the way, Steve, at Publix, I ran into Josh from Florida's Elite Restoration last weekend. We had a little conversation. I asked him how business is doing. Steve, they're going great guns over there. Florida's Elite Restoration, one of our great sponsors. He's getting involved with uh, some home builder now in an expansion mode. They're really, really doing very well. And I hope we played a little bit of a part, but most of their success has come from the team that Josh has put together at Florida's Elite Restoration. You want an honest assessment, Steve? That's where you go. And that's Florida's EliteRestoration.com. Call them first 24-7. And if you need their services, eventually after a free evaluation and you reach an agreement for them to restore your property and fight with your insurance company for the money you deserved, if you first call and say you heard about them from Ira or Joe Bucks fan, Uh, They'll give you $500 back if you uh, need their services. Florida's EliteRestoration.com. Sage, later we'll hear about all the cool stuff going on at Big Storm Brewery. Different locations, BigStormBrewery.com, BigStormDistillery.com. They have incredible spirits. They are Florida's best craft beer. That's Big Storm Beer Tap Rooms in Orlando, Odessa, Clearwater on 49th Street, just south of Ulmerton, and in Ybor City upstairs in Centro Ybor. All right, Sage, it is good to see you, good to hear you. We are down Lee DeCamper today, but again, uh, it's okay. We're just going to get the stages perspectively. I'll be back. Uh, guns blazing at the Combine. How are you, Ira? I'm doing well, Steve, and uh, we're going to attack uh, free agency with the force next week in Indy. I can't wait to get out there. Little did I know, Steve, little did I know my last appearance there, February 2016. Little did I know that less than three months later, the trip would be no more, Steve. That would be my final 
stories for the Tribune. If I had known that, Steve, I would have wrote better stories in 2016. But we'll see what we can do this year. We'll be on Radio Row. You said we got a sweet spot. Uh, I like that. I'm expecting some nice guests next week. We do have a great spot on Radio Row. Last year, we were next to the bathroom entrance. Not always uh, ideal, but you do get to see everybody when you're next to the bathroom entrance because you know how that goes. But uh, this time, we got a better spot, and we are the only Tampa Bay media outlet on Radio Row for it's been several years now. And uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. I heard the NFL has great respect for us. There are limited spots there, and that's very cool. Little did you know, back at that combine in 2016, that five months later, you would have completely lowered your standards and joined JoeBucksFan.com. Uh, so I guess it is a, an interesting time. This summer will be eight years. A relationship between the Sage and Joe Buckstan. Eight years, Steve. It's a nice number. Yeah, at, nice t- number. at 10 years, you get that really cool fountain pen that you've been looking for. <laughs> I thought you might give me some kind of a shiny penny or something. But, Steve, I'm going to kick off this podcast in grand style. Steve, we're not fooling around over here. And I'm going to say it right now. The Bucks can keep all their free agents, Steve. They can. And I'm not talking about Devin White. I'm talking about the guys that they prioritize and that they want to keep. I don't think there's going to be any excuses for not keeping them, Steve. I don't. Whether it's Evans, Winfield, Mayfield, certainly. Right down to McLaughlin. You want them? Go get him. This salary cap is a boon to the Mike Greenbergs of the world. He's uh, he's a clever man back there. He's manipulative. Let's restructure this. Let's restructure that. Heck, uh, he, he might ask Jason Light to restructure his contract. We don't know that, Steve. But the fact is, there's plenty of money to go around. You want Mike Evans? Go sign him. You want Mayfield? Sign him. Winfield? Give him what he wants. They can do it, Steve. It's only a question of whether they want to, and in the words of Joel Glazer, whether it's 10 years ago or 8 years ago, whatever it was, but he said it. We pride ourselves. We don't lose people that we want to keep, and we don't lose them to free agency. Well, that's been tested a little bit over the years, Steve, but for the most part, it's held true, and let's see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but I think there's plenty of money to go around, Steve. Now it's just a question of will. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ira, because the salary cap is checking in now at about $255 million. Now, here's what happens. Every year, there are estimates that teams work with as to what the salary cap will be, but it's not finalized until this time of year, which is the very end of the fiscal year for the NFL, and essentially it's a 50-50 split between each team and its players. So that means if the salary cap is $255 million, that's how much Team Glazer gets just from the league alone to operate the franchise that doesn't count all their other streams of revenue and the players share that money as well so it was projected to be like 242 243 some teams were working with 245 but now it's more money so I, this is my question for you ira if a week ago mike evans and the bucks were five million apart per season let's say evans wanted 27 million and the bucks said look we'll give you 22 and a half does Evans now, and of course they were saying, well, look, Mike, if we give you 27, we won't have money for everybody else. Does that give more leverage now to a guy like Evans to say, hey, now you got you got this extra 12 million fell out of the sky. Of course, let's go. Let's sign it up. You said if we had the money, you'd pay me. So does this create a problem with these free agents? <laughs> it's a blessing and a problem because uh, the Bucks are not the only ones with the expanded salary cap. 
and uh, suitors for Mike Evans, should he reach free agency, they also have more money to throw at a Mike Evans, Steve. So you're right. The Chiefs, uh, Houston, whoever else you want to throw into the mix, they've got more money. If Evans hits the marketplace, and Steve, I can't say it strongly enough, you can't let Evans hit the marketplace. You can't let Winfield hit the marketplace. Somebody's going to throw a number out there that you can't match, and uh, or, or you won't match. Uh, it's very dangerous, and if you want to run this thing back, and Steve, I think we know Jason Light well enough by this point. I think this is his 11th year as GM. He's not thinking of retrenchment. He's not thinking about life without Mayfield. He's not thinking about going 5-12 and 12 and taking a crack at the best quarterbacks in the 2025 draft. He's not wired that way. He's not thinking that way. Now, I don't think the Glazers are either, Steve. So they think they're competitive. And if you think you're competitive, you, you can't lose your best players. And some of their best players could potentially leave. Uh, it's a dangerous situation. But knowing the Buck track record, Steve, I would not bet against them uh, bringing back uh, all the guys that uh, they deem at this point to be kind of indispensable. Uh, and no, Devin White, you, you don't fit the profile. You don't. And Shaq Barrett, you're in trouble. Yes, you are. But everybody's got money, Steve. Now it's just a question of uh, using it. Yeah, and look, we know they can do it. Uh, Mike Greenberg, I dug it up and had it at Joe Buck's fan link uh, the other day. Mike Greenberg who's the salary cap guru, the assistant GM, he had said during the Tom Brady years, he did an interview and said, uh, when Jason comes to me or whoever comes to me and says, can we sign this, re-sign this super expensive player? He said, quote, the answer is always yes. And, <laughs> and you know, we've seen that with other teams and there are ways to do it. It's just a question of the will. Do they have the will to spend what they may need to spend for some of these guys? And, because of the multiple free agents, as fans know, the the players have a lot of leverage here because it's not just one guy that the team needs to sign. So it, it's interesting. But Sage, Levante David went public uh, this week on the radio, and he sort of kicked his own leverage in the balls by saying, well, first he said he wants to play this year, so that was good news. And second, he said that it's the Bucks or or retirement. You know, that's kind of where he's sitting right now. So... That is very interesting because I've never heard the retirement word or even hint come from Levante David. Your perspective on that? I know Rondé Barber at the end of his career signed three one-year deals. It looks like David is is content with doing that, but it looks like they're also going to probably have to pay him too. That's one of the things we love about Levante David besides his play, which is consistently outstanding. Steve, the kind of person he is, there's no guile to this guy. And I, I, I mean guile in, in a bad way. You know, you can be uh, clever and manipulative, uh, and those are not always compliments. But Levante David's not that way, Steve. He, he, he tells you what's on his mind, and you've got to appreciate that. From what I can read, Steve, and I don't see any way to read it any other way, Levante David wants to play, and he wants to play for the Bucks, And I think they'll get it done. Todd Bowles, Steve, who you would think has a little influence in this area with Jason Light, is he going to turn his back on Levante David, especially knowing that, Devin White is 90% out the door. Yeah, K.J. Britt's a nice player, an ascending player. But you need Levante David. And I think he wants to play. I think he had one of his best seasons. Absolutely one of his best seasons. Not quite as good as 2013, which I think um, one of those early years was his breakthrough season. He's going to be back, Steve. And you put him with Britt, and I think that's a pretty dynamic combo. 
used to be pretty dynamic with Devin White. Those days are gone. Let him move on. Plenty of time for him to resurrect his career at the age of 25, Steve. I wouldn't totally bet against him. But he's got to straighten out his attitude. His attitude was a problem. And the Bucks tried to cover it up as much as they could last year. But it manifested itself on a weekly basis, uh, I think, through the season. He was benched at one point, And uh, this true story really hasn't come out uh, about what De- Devin White was doing behind the scenes. I think he was uh, a distraction. Bowles had to be on his case. But in his public persona, Bowles went out of his way to protect him. But, Steve, I think Levante David's going to be back. Uh, I love uh, what he's saying. He doesn't want to play uh, for the Raiders. He, he doesn't want to play for the Falcons. Uh, he's a Buccaneer. And if he ever does go in the hall, Steve, uh, and I don't think it's crazy, although it's going to be a hard climb, uh, he'll go in as a Buccaneer, as a guy who played his entire career, uh, with one team, just like Derek Brooks. It was noteworthy, especially since last year he dabbled a little bit uh, with interest from the Bills and things like that. Sage, regarding Devin White, a couple of things. Uh, one, do you think you will get the truth at the Combine next week when you're talking with the various people you're talking to? Do you expect to have a Devin White truth next week? I will have a Devin White truth by OTAs. Okay. Maybe not in Indy. And Steve, what's the distinction? Uh, the distinction will be uh, he's officially on another team. We'll know what team. Got it. Uh, and he, he will officially be an ex-Buccaneer. I asked the question, Steve, I asked the question on the podcast, and I was serious. How is Devin White going to be judged as the fifth pick in the draft? I can't dispute what Lee DeKemper said, Steve. I think you kind of feel the same way. He was an integral part of a championship team, and just in that regard alone, that that makes him a, a successful pick for Jason Light. The fact that he doesn't sign a second contract with the Bucks, Steve, it's disturbing. And especially, Steve, and you remember this, when they were introducing Devin White, Jason Light went out of his way, Steve, you'll remember, to talk up uh, White's leadership skills at LSU, and it looked like that would carry on to the pro level, but it didn't, Steve. It didn't. And he was not one of the leaders uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, in fact, I think he became a problem. But overall, I'm, I'm not going to ding Jason Light for drafting Devin White. No, no, not at all. I'll take it a step further about these free agents while you're gathering your thoughts, Stevie. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, Steve. Uh, Baker Mayfield, this thing about, well, who might want him in free agency and how many suitors are there. Steve, that, that's a, it's a moot point. It's a frivolous game. It's not worth doing. It's like, uh, you know, trying to pick the draft board in the 2027 draft. Um, Steve, Baker Mayfield's going to be a Buccaneer, Steve. Period. End of story. You can argue with me if you want. He's not going anywhere, Steve. Just read my column. Nowhere. Oh, absolutely, Sage. And we've hit on that in previous podcasts. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Lee thinks there's a chance. I know we're firm and no chance. Uh, what I was going to say, Sage, Lavane David, he's made it clear multiple times over the last few years that he's able to play at the speed that he is, at, at the, the level that he is, in part because he knows the defense so well and he's using such great anticipation and his football smarts. Uh, I think fans and David probably even realize, hey, you know, if I go somewhere else, I'm not going to have that. In, I'm, I might lose a quarter of a step in a new defense because I'm – I'm just not as reactive, and you know my age might show a little bit. You know, it's nitpicking. He was phenomenal in the playoffs, but you know, there's something uh, something special about entering your fifth year 
in excuse me sixth year in a defense uh, like he would be with the Bucks this year. You know, Steve, uh, talking about number fifty-four, and, and Todd Bowles is really good at this, changing up his defense from year to year, making tweaks with the assumption that Devin White's not going to be around, and I think that's a, a fair premise. Steve, I wouldn't be shocked if Levante David gets six sacks next season as a blitzer. Look, it's not like the Bucks aren't going to blitz uh, even without Devin White. That's what Todd Bowles does. He, he doesn't have the Bosa guys. Uh, he doesn't have Khalil Mack. He doesn't have T.J. Watt. We know that, Steve. Jack Barrett's a shell of himself right now. No reason to think he's going to resurrect and, and go back to uh, 2020, never mind 2019. So in that regard, you know, you got to generate that pass rush with what you have. We'll see what the draft brings. We'll see if this is Shoyinka's last stand. We'll see if Logan Hall can make a jump. But I, I don't think we're banking on that, Steve. No, I really don't. No, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Ira, but I think David had four and a half, maybe five uh, sacks this year. And he's faster than K.J. Britt, and uh, he probably will have more of that on him. But you just don't know uh, within the Todd Bowles defense. Obviously, David can cover. And, uh, Sage, i got to ask you, before we get out of here, again, reminder, BillCurryFord.com. Check out those 0% financing offers. Get yourself a Ford Bronco, Ford F-150, whatever it is. Uh, check them out, BillCurryFord.com. And Sage, the Big Storm Distillery has released its barrel-aged bourbon, its wine barrel-aged bourbon, and brandy-infused French oak bourbon, among others. You can pick them up at the Clearwater location, the tap room, grab a meal. They've got some great drink specials with those new spirits, including a lemon blackberry gin refresher, cherry old-fashioned, a lot of great stuff. Big Storm Brewing Company Tap Room, Clearwater, 49th Street, just south of Almerton Road. See all the tap rooms at BigStormBrewery.com. The Bromosas, their legendary IPA, Tangerine, and of course all the favorites. You'll see them at BigStormBrewery.com. Tap rooms also in Centro Ebor, upstairs in Odessa, and in Orlando at the Amway Center. Sage, uh, the Combine, NFL Scouting Combine, it's been around for what, 40-something years but it was it was never a media thing. It was never a, a big event. You know, people going to cover it like like they do now. And it's only been like that maybe starting the seeds of that maybe 20, 25 years ago. Uh, do you have an early combine story of your first days there and, you know, the exceptional mingling that goes on there? Uh, the Sage has to have a story and from, from the combine. I got a couple of them, Steve. One was early 2000s and uh, Roy Cummings and I. Uh, went to Indy, you know, we were trying to fill our notebooks uh, as much as we could with uh, comments uh, from other players, other uh, uh, executives uh, about the Buccaneers, always about the Buccaneers. And, you know, you'd go out, Steve, at night for a nice dinner. Then you'd hit maybe a couple of bars, see who you could run into. And Steve, uh, I'll always remember, and I'm thinking maybe it's 2003, 2004, could have been 2002, you know, that the February of that championship season. And and we passed Hooters, and it's probably at the same location, Steve. We'll, we'll, I'll check it out this week. But um, who's sitting by himself? Mike Tomlin. The Mike Tomlin. Now, Steve, at that point, uh, he was just an assistant coach. Highly regarded assistant coach, but nobody was necessarily considering him as a head coach until he left the Bucks, in, I believe, 06. And he got out of Dodge just in time, Steve, because they went 4-12 and that year with uh, Bruce Gratkowski. But anyway, there he was 
And, you know, he was all by him lonesome. No Gruden around him. No Monty Kiffin uh, around him. He spotted Roy and I passing by, and he, he kind of waved us in. You know, we had a beverage with him. We sat with him. Those were the days, Steve. You never knew who you were going to run into. There was one club that was famous. Steve, I, I don't remember the name of it. I've never been in it. But sort of like a singles joint. A lot of head coaches, Steve, married head coaches, were, would, would frequent the place. I was never in there. I don't remember the name of the place, but a lot of the writers knew it, knew about it. Now, Steve, jump ahead to 2009, and Roy and I are joined by a young man named Anwar Richardson. He now covers uh, Texas football, uh, University of Texas. He's been in Texas for years now and has established a nice career for himself. Well, right back then, Richardson just joined me and Cummings on the Bucks beat as the third wheel. And uh, he got to go to the combine with us this year. And so we go, Steve, and you can just imagine what I'm about to say, because the first night we get to Indy, where do we go? Well, we go where uh, everybody goes, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. That's right, Steve. St. Elmo's, to be seen and, and to see who's there at the bar, at the tables. And they're all there. All the power brokers are there, Steve. Maybe you'll take me there. Maybe you won't. I'll work on you. Well, anyway. let, me, let me say real quick, Sage, uh, the power broker action has moved around in the last eight years, but you, you can still get some good action at um, St. Elmo's. But go ahead. All right. So we go there. And, you know, obviously their steaks are sublime, uh, outstanding. But they also have an appetizer that they're famous for, Steve, shrimp cocktail. You may or may not have partaken of their shrimp cocktail. It, it ain't $6, Steve. It ain't cheap. But it's almost a meal in itself. And it's not so much the succulent shrimp, Steve, uh, although they are. But it's the sauce, the cocktail sauce that accompanies the dish, Steve, when they bring it out before your meal, before your salad, before your steak. What's so special about the sauce, Steve? You talk about strong. Now, I know some people who go into a restaurant, maybe a Mexican restaurant, make it as hot as you can. Caliente, Steve, caliente. I'm not like that. I'm mild, <laughs> I'm mild Steve. I'm mild-mannered. Uh, I like a mild taco sauce or whatever. St. Elmo's, Steve, their cocktail sauce, very, very hot. So Richardson goes to the men's room before we order anything, and Roy comes up with this... Uh, of course, I'm going to blame Cummings on this. Uh, Steve, he's not here to defend himself. He goes, oh, we got to do this to Richardson. We got to do this thing with the shrimp cocktail. All right, Steve, he comes back in. Wait, Waiter comes over. We'll start with three shrimp cocktails. Okay, sir, here's your drink order. Fine. Well, they arrive about 10 minutes later, and we tell Richardson, both of us, on one the key to the shrimp cocktail, you, you got to slather on the sauce. You got to slather it on. And that will really enhance your experience. Well, he didn't know any better, Steve. And he was fool enough to trust me and Cummings. He's dipping that thing knee deep into that cocktail sauce. And the next thing you know, it's up to his lips. And he takes a bite, Steve. I thought it was a three-alarm fire. He got out of his chair. He started running towards the bar. Water, water, water. And he slurped down. I, I, I don't even think they poured it into a glass. He took it out of the pitcher, Steve, and he drained it. And everybody at the bar was laughing at him. Me and Cummings thought he was going to pass out. We thought we screwed up. He finally got back to the table. He says, that's the last time I'm going to trust you two. We, we were laughing our hind uh, legs off. Steve, you got any experience in that regard? And, and did uh, 
is it inexcusable what, what we did to a to a fellow uh, journalist? Yeah, that, that's not nice. All right, not nice. But I guess uh, it worked out in the end. But you know, I'm just still in disbelief that you referred to yourself as mild mannered. So I I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> that stopped you in your tracks right there, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, look, uh, we'll be back at the NFL Scouting Combine next week uh, with the Sage. Lee D. Camper will be uh, doing all kinds of Bucks things. A lot of things are going to change in the landscape of the news and uh, just what's happening with the team. We'll get a better sense of their direction, and we'll be hitting those hard questions I read there. I don't think they know what's coming here where they got the triple, uh, triple attack coming. So, all right, Sage, uh, be good, and uh, we'll see you next week.